Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of Recess. I'm Sulin. And I'm Kessel. Today's Tuesday, the 27th. Let's get it. Tell us what's hot today. All right, so I came across this article on KL Foodie saying that local Chinese restaurants in the US they are strongly resisting the ban on open fire cooking. So <laughs> actually, yeah, the US is now slowly phasing out open fire cooking methods because cities they just stop the usage of gas, uh, usage mm-hmm. of gas, including like gas stoves, and of course, Chinese restaurants. You know, when it comes to Chinese food, they are resisting mm-hmm. this abandonment because they are saying that. Uh, electric stove just cannot replace gas stove and this is a misunderstanding of the art of cooking and mm-hmm. how this open fire concept just make Chinese cuisine more flavorful mm-hmm. and um, electric stove just cannot replace the same flavors. I mm-hmm. mean, uh, what, what's your thoughts on, the, on this? <laughs> uh, well, I think Uncle Roger has given us enough education on the <laughs> importance of open fire cooking. So the wok hei or the wok chi is essentially mm. this char that you get on food when you use a wok and you use open fire. I honestly don't know how it works. It's it's cooking magic, I think. Yeah. But if you use a wok and you use an open fire, you you get this certain extra flavor and it's quite uh, unique to Chinese food, I think, a lot of it. So wok hei, wok chi, that's what they are um, opposing, I think, uh, or trying to preserve. Yeah, because uh, I mean, even for uh, Penang, like a lot of people come to our city for like this charcoal charcoal tiao mm-hmm. and when when this charcoal tiao is like you see the visuals like on our foodie websites it's all like big fire that's what entice people <laughs> to watch the videos and like even the most famous charcoal tiao in Penang the one in Siam Road they use charcoal based uh, mm-hmm. wok it's very wok hey charcoal tiao yes. you know so that's what attract us like the big fire imagine if you were to mm-hmm. buy charcoal tiao in this hawker stalls and you see that they're using electric <laughs> stove, I feel like that's not going to be very visually appealing, you know? Yeah. And you know that you're you're going after that kind of captured smoke taste. It's kind of like, a, yeah, I think that's the best word in English to describe it. It's like this smoky charred taste and that's what makes Chinese food very unique. But we don't think about the reasons for why they're trying to reduce the usage of open fires, the usage of gas. And I think that's where um, I come in. So those of you who may know, I am quite the environmentalist. And the reason for the reduction in gas, not just in the food industry, but in many industries, we're trying to cut down on our gas and fossil fuel usage is due to the environmental impact. So you're trying to save the environment, you're trying to reduce your greenhouse gas emissions, which are a byproduct of burning these fossil fuels or charcoal or things like this. Yeah. So in 2019, we're looking at the reports by the Environmental Protection Agency on the consumption, in, in the US at least, of fossil fuels. All right? And this is the interesting thing, because for them to say, okay, let's stop open, uh, let's stop these open fires because it's bad for the environment. Like that's the that's the main reason they're using it, right? But if you look at the statistics, right, um, according to the EPA in 2019, transportation accounts for 29% of fossil fuel emissions. Electricity accounts for 25%. Industry, so like your factories and things like this, that mm. accounts for 23%. And then only at 13%, you get commercial commercial and residential. So 
if you think about the percentage of commercial and residential, it's only 13%. Yeah. And then if you think about the number of Chinese restaurants operating <laughs> in that number, I, I, I don't know, but it's definitely less than 13%. Yeah, probably like 3 to 5%. Yeah, maybe. So then the question comes to, is, it, is this what you should be tackling? Is open fires in Chinese restaurants the thing that you should be tackling? And does it give you a big enough impact to justify the actions that need to be taken? So interesting to consider. And then on the other end of the scale, so let's present all the facts first. The other end of the scale is wok hei and the open fire concept is very unique to Chinese food. It is, mm. I, I think a lot of people would say that it's the authenticity, it's a taste and al almost like a culture in a way. Yeah. Right? It's part of our cuisine, it's part of our culture. And then if you weigh these two things, the possible environmental benefits and you know, the so-called possible loss of authentic cuisine and authentic culture, is it worth it? So what do you think, Kess? <laughs> I, I cannot imagine myself dining in a res Chinese restaurant that uh, serves me uh, cooking their food with electric stove. I don't know, maybe <laughs> I can't tell the difference <laughs> because at home I'm using a gas stove as well and, and my friends, like some of my friends, they're using electrical stove mm -hmm. and I don't taste the difference because we are just home cooking like soup or yeah. fish, pasta. We are not making chakoita at home because you can mm -hmm. get the best ones just at the hawker stalls and all right. hawker stalls that we see, they're either using gas stoves or charcoal stoves mostly, mm -hmm. you know. So for me, no, I want an open fire concept. Mm-hmm. What, what I think about if you? I'm going to a restaurant, yeah, I, I agree with you. If I'm cooking at home, I can barely tell the difference. But if I'm going to a restaurant and I'm paying for that authentic experience, I think I would want the the wok hey. Uncle Roger will be so disappointed if you make your takoitiao with an induction cooker. <laughs> like I sis, niece and nephew cannot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And okay, sure. Yeah, that's all for the wok hey yep. talk today. But we want to talk about in Holland, actually in Amsterdam, mm -hmm. there's this Malaysian from Penang who is selling her nasloma for 50 ringgit. When Oof. I read the title on Says, I was like, damn girl. But uh, <laughs> I mean, actually she's selling it for, wait, let me see. It's how many euros? Eight euros uh, to 10 Yeah, euros. eight and 10 euros. Mm -hmm. So I mean, converting is like 40 and 50, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, so if you are to say dollar to dollar, it's actually fine because I'm sure yeah. over there, you're making a lot more money than you're making in Malaysia. But yeah, yeah that's just so cool because she started this uh, little little business of her because mm -hmm. she see like, you know, people around her who are Malaysians miss the food here. And then they're always saying like her nasi mm -hmm. is so nice. And so she just started selling it. And then the locals love it too. Yeah. So to put a name to the face, she is Salehan Menjer Ramlish and she, fun fact, is from Penang. Yes. yes. And this actually, when I read this article, um, it reminds me of when I was uh, working in New York City as well. I paid like $11 for a Hokkien Mee that I believe oh. is served out of a packet, packaging, oh you know, gosh, the Hokkien no. Mee. Yeah but, yeah, but then I still feel very close to home because I, I mm. was so I was missing home so much and I was craving for like chakwe uh, tiao mm. duo pan and like hokkien mee lor mee curry mee so this was enough to satisfy my my cravings and mm. like feel like home at least for a little bit and $11 you think like it's expensive right because it's times mm. 4 so it's like 50 close to 50 yeah. but over mm. there when I was a fresh graduate making 
like my pay was what like three thousand two hundred dollars per month. So to pay eleven dollars for for a meal is not too bad. You yeah. Know? If you don't convert dollar for dollar, the prices mm. there are okay. Because when I was studying in the UK as well, our normal takeout meals would cost maybe like six, seven um, pounds for yeah. a, a dish. So that's why I worked at a takeout restaurant. So I wouldn't have to pay for my takeout meals because then mm. my meals would be provided if you think about it that way. But if yeah, you know, 50 ringgit for a meal is very common over there. But if you don't convert dollar to dollar, it's totally fine. Uh, but yeah, it comes to the fact that it's very good to be able to cook <laughs> And being able to cook your authentic Malaysian dishes overseas is a plus point in any case. Right, now I'm hungry. Um, I would like to go get some food. Cass, do you have anything you want to add before I wrap up? Um, that's <laughs> all for this uh, today. But kudos to this Malaysian Penang woman who is selling uh, and wrapping Malaysia uh, with Nasloma in Amsterdam. <laughs> Yep, now I'm going to go on a food delivery app. I will not name which one and I'm going to order myself some nasi lemak. Right, thank you guys. Have a great day ahead. Bye.